So we go into this shop and, you know, the lady's like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And she obviously knew we weren't from there because she heard our accents. And we said, oh, we're from Kentucky. We told her what we were doing. We kind of walked around. We were looking at some of the, the items and she came up to me and she was said, I'm really sorry. I really don't want to freak you out, but I have to tell you something right now. And she was like, you know, I'm really not trying to scare you. I just, I really need to tell you something. And I, I'm kind of confused. I was like, okay. And, you know, and she said, you're in the process of planning something and it's going to be huge and it's going to change your life. She said, but what you need to do is don't let anyone talk you out of it, but more importantly, don't talk yourself out of it. This has been years in the making. We just finally decided to take the plunge and start a brewery. And, um, you know, we, we kind of went back and forth on some locations and we're looking for the right spot. And we ended up in the city of Russell at the old train depot. Hello, this is Charlie Romans, and today we're talking with Justin and Kristen Matthews. They own Aradness Brewery in Russell, Kentucky. It is a microbrewery and a tea house. So let's just wade right in and uh, talk about some of the saga of getting to where you are now. Well, we so we originally started this idea. I mean, this this has been years in the making. I've been brewing for about 12 years at home. Kristen's been doing her teas and, and handcrafting teas for for. Eight about eight years as long as I've known her and uh, we just finally decided to take the plunge and start a brewery and um, you know we we kind of went back and forth on some locations and we're looking for the right spot and we ended up in the city of Russell at the old train depot um, it was quite uh, you said saga and that's probably the best word for it because it <laughs> it took well over a year and a half the planning process um, you know one thing we did have to do is using you know, the building from where it's an old train depot and there's train tracks, CSX has uh, uh, still has trains run by. So the state, the transportation cabinet kind of has a little bit of say of how the property's used, the Kentucky Heritage Council, and then also the city of Russell. So when you're dealing with a historic building, there's a lot of, I'm not going to say hoops to jump through, a lot of regulations you have to follow. So uh, the, the approval process, getting, you know, everyone was all in. And it was, everyone was supportive. No one balked at any of our ideas, but the just kind of the levels that you have to go through to, to turn a train depot into a brewery and tea house was a little bit more than we anticipated and, uh, you know, had, a, had quite a few roadblocks. And, and all in all, it's gone well, but, you know, we, we had some fun dealing with plumbing. That was getting the plumbing permit took longer than expected. Um, you know, just it's it's been... You know, with with our grand opening and our when they did the ribbon cutting, one of the city council members said something to the effect of uh, the fact that we didn't stop when we hit a lot of these roadblocks was admirable. And you know, it, it like I said, it was a saga. And uh, is there anything I'm missing? Because I I could <laughs> talk about a lot, and I could go way into detail that people probably don't want to care to hear. But it was, I think you should tell people how you finally took the plunge because a lot of people ask that yeah. a lot of people ask you know like okay you have a dream but you know what made you decide to actually do it because lots of people have dreams that they and just don't go all in on absolutely and it's it's a very cool story and it's some that you know we always preface people say this might not be your kind of thing but just bear with us because the the payoff is awesome so my uh i this has been kind of my dream to start a brewery Kristen's dream we laugh because it when she was in college, she had did a business plan for a bookstore and tea house coffee shop, and that was her dream. So our dreams kind of merged together. But um, for my 40th birthday, I'm a lifelong Los Angeles Dodgers fan okay. since since birth. Um, so for one of my bucket list items was I always wanted to go to spring training to see the Dodgers. 
So the spring, right before COVID hit, Kristen, uh, for my birthday, since it was my 40th, she planned a trip for us to go to Arizona. We were going to go to spring training, you know, kind of explore the area. We were going to hit breweries because that's a must when we go on vacation. And one of the things she wanted to do is she wanted to go to Sedona because she, you know, as a practicing uh, yoga teacher, she really into wanted to see the energy vortexes and just explore kind of like the, you know, there's like the mystical aura about Sedona and, um, you know, want to go to the Grand Canyon. So on a day when there wasn't a game, we drove to the Grand Canyon, spent a few hours there, then drove to Sedona. And, you know, we had lunch, we walked around and they had, uh, I, I don't know the correct term for it, but it's one of those crystal type shops where, you know, earthy type, you know, it was Kristen's vibe. Just, it was the yoga. Justin calls it woo-woo stuff. I, I previously <laughs> called it woo-woo <laughs> stuff. You know, typically you refer to that as, as new age. Right. Yeah, new right. age. That, yeah. But new age has something of a negative connotation that it doesn't really deserve. Right. Exactly. exactly. And that's why we preface Preach. the story with, hey, you know, but um, so we go into this shop. And, you know, the lady's like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And she obviously knew we weren't from there because she heard our accents. And we said, oh, we're from Kentucky. We told her what we were doing. We kind of walked around. We were looking at some of the, the items. And she came up to me and she was said, I'm really sorry. I really don't want to freak you out, but I have to tell you something right now. And she was like, you know, I'm really not trying to scare you. I just, I really need to tell you something. And I'm, I'm kind of confused. I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, and she said, you're in the process of planning something. And it's going to be huge, and it's going to change your life. She said, but what you need to do is don't let anyone talk you out of it, but more importantly, don't talk yourself out of it. And then she immediately said, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Did I freak you out? Did I freak <laughs> you out? You know, I, 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 I really am not trying to freak you out. And then it kind of hit me. I was like, I think this is supposed to happen because how often do you go states because, away? Because we had I, had, I had helped Justin. We had planned this marketing plan. We would planned the business plan. But Justin was still like, I don't know, Kristen. I don't know. I, I just don't think, I just don't know if we can do this. I just don't see how we can do this. And then when we walked out of that shop, he's like, I think we're supposed to do this. And I'm like, it takes one lady in yeah. Sedona to tell you <laughs> what was, I've been telling you for a year. It was more than that too. So, um, you know, in, in addition to the story is, so when we left, we bought a few things and, you know, some things to take back with us. And they have what they call the blessing box. And when you make a purchase, you pull a card out of the blessing box. And one half of it is like, this is the name of our shop. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. But the other half has... Uh, it's all random. No card says the same thing. It has a message on the back. And when I pulled mine out, the message said faith. And underneath it, it said, it is when you take that leap is when you grow your wings. So the ladies conversation and that card, I walked away and I was like, Kristen, I'm all in. We've got to do this. And it I mean, does sound like it, things were conspiring to, to make you sort of wake up and follow that dream. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And looking back, a few other small things happened over the course that kind of doors were opening and, and things were happening. And, you know, I would I would be remiss if I didn't mention one of my all-time favorite quotes. And Kristen probably gets sick of hearing this, but I tell people when the brewery started, when that happened, and I realized, you know, if we're going to do this, we need to do this now – I love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And at one point in one of the episodes, Frank Reynolds says, I don't know how many years I got left on this earth. I'm going to get real weird with it. And I told Kristen, I was like, I'm ready to get real weird with it. Let's do this. We've got the universe telling us to do this. We've got, you know, everything's just lining up. So it it really, that was that was the defining moment. That was really when we hit the road running and aridness became the, the an actual reality and something that we were working on actively. Okay, so you stepped out of your comfort zone. And as you said before, it's kind of like you had to jump through hoops. There's, there's a lot of red tape anytime you start building or fixing something. 
So what do you have right now that you can offer people? What is, I guess, the realization of this dream? I mean, we get to live what we love every single day and, you know, and share that. We tell everybody, you know, um, we had to do a whole lot of education that breweries are not bars, that they're gathering places for community and connection. And it's a place where we get to share our passion and our craft with people, you know, just like artisans. So he is a beer brewer and I'm a tea crafter. And so we get to do what we love and we get to do it together. You know, the preconceived notions, people think, okay, alcohol, it's a bar or it's a drive through but I've been in the place. It's this, this wonderful place that has a, a fantastic ambiance and you, and you have a, a dining area and you bring out the flats of the beer and, and it, it, it's just amazing. Yep. And we wanted to mix the two concepts together. So we have like the coffee house vibe with like comfy couches and we have the dining room, but we also have a, a board game shelf and like card games. And we really want it to be a gathering place where people come and meet their friends and hang out several hours and, you know, just have that sense of community. And like we tell people, you know, when you go to breweries in large cities and, and you go in and it might be a Friday evening and what do you see? You see families meeting other families. The kids are playing games. The parents are having a beverage. You know, they're not there. They're not pounding beer after beer, you know, wild, crazy music. It's a very low-key environment where you see families interacting. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I growing up, I would have loved to have gone to breweries with my family and, and hung out. It's, it's just a cool thing. You know, kids kids love being in that vibe and they see the equipment, they see the cool stuff. And eventually we're working on a, a root beer recipe so that kids will have something that they can drink that's handcrafted and homemade and kind of, you know, they have a little bit like, Hey, I'm going to the, the brewery with my parents and I'm going to get a root beer. So we've, we've really stressed the family atmosphere. The, you know, we had a customer last night say, can I come back and bring my kids? We said, absolutely. You know, we, kids are more than welcome. And, you know, we're, we've designed it to be, kid friendly and we're allowed to have kids because we we fall under a brewery which is not a bar so that you know it, the the regulations are a little bit different for us to where minors can be on premises you know they're not getting served obviously Ob but obviously but you know they can come and get a fish taco from the food truck and hang out with their family and it, it like you said it's not like people pounding down beers it, it's more of a, a tasting experience and and along that subject and i'm going to come back to the tea too uh, what type of flavored beers do you have, and how does one go about flavoring a beer? <laughs> well, so the, as of right now, um, we actually two weeks ago we we got the go ahead to start brewing. We had to wait for a little bit of more electrical work. Um, so right now we've got a blonde ale that's in the fermenter, and uh, what we call our Red Devil Ale, which is an Irish Red. Those are the two. Uh, as far as the flavors go, we're starting out. I tell people that. There is a craft beer community here. There's a larger one, but a lot of the people on the outskirt don't know they like craft beer yet. It's just getting them introduced. So we're going right. to start with a lot of the basics. We're going to, you know, we'll have our, uh, it's the Chessie Blonde, you know, go back to the CSX Chessie, kind of put the railroad name on it, the Red Devil Ale. We're going to work on it. We've got a stout that's on deck. We've got a Session IPA. We've got a very good brown and uh, and also a, a cream ale. So those are going to be our first, you know, our first foray into getting the craft beer into the, the community. And I, I love ciders and sours, so we're going to have those in the mix yeah. too. <laughs> so during the pre-planning, I was started working on my souring skills because I'd never brewed a sour. So 
you know, I've, I've gotten better at that. So we're going to start adding sours. It's people get used to it. We're going to kind of go a little bit crazier and, and add, you know, like double IPA sours, things that, that might be a little bit out of the, the realm of what you would basically see down here. But, um, as far as the flavoring goes, it's a mix of two things. Well, it's not two things. It's three things. Um, you know, you start with your grains, your, your, your grains and malts are going to give you a flavor in the beer. Um, you add the hops, you know, there's different varieties. There's, I mean, I could sit here and talk about the number, the types of grains all day, the types of hops. I don't, I mean, there's hundreds of hops and then the yeast. So those three together is what's going to give you, you know, either a malty flavor, you know, you might have a little caramel due to the malts. Uh, the bitterness is going to be due to the, the hops and then the style of yeast you use, uh, you know, We'll, we'll bring out some of the flavor, might add a little bit to it as well. Um, it's just a matter of, of taking what you want your beer to taste like, pulling together all the ingredients, you know, throwing it in the in the kettle and coming out with something that tastes amazing. And we, we've been fortunate enough that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to toot our horn. I have my, uh, my assistant brewer, Chris Matney, and I, we've, uh, we met and we started brewing together. And our brewing styles are very similar. We're almost the same person personality-wise. And the two of us have come up with some what I consider outstanding recipes. And we're looking forward to getting those out there. And the so what they've done in the past year, they've brewed small batches of all different kinds of beer. And they bottled it. And so they had about 54 to 58 bottles of each type of beer. And when we first opened, we wanted people to be able to taste our beer, um, even though we weren't able to brew on the large scale yet. Um, so we did those on the flights. And so they could get samples of all of the types of beer that we were offering that weekend. And we only do those on Saturdays because we have such a limited quantity. But the feedback that we've got from those tastes has been amazing. And people are like, oh, I want a full pour of this. And we're like, oh, sorry, we just teased you. You can only taste it in a sample flight. But um, but it's not like you're being mean. With the no. Exactly. You're going to have. We are going to have the, these recipes. Right. and uh, But the feedback has been amazing. And, and one thing to add that Chris and so have been brewing, one, th- one important thing to note is we were legally allowed to brew we just couldn't sell it so we had our federal brewers notice that allows us to brew we just couldn't sell it so we weren't you know bootlegging it we weren't in our basement <laughs> hiding out and everything but well you know this is Appalachia. Right. Exactly. Rich exactly. history of bootlegging in this area well the but, one cool thing that happened as well is um our red devil ale we did a five gallon batch that, you know we have 30 gallons right now we're prepping up for uh, saint patrick's day for a nice irish red we did a five gallon batch of the red and we've had it carbonating, and our plan was to put it on this past Saturday, but we decided Friday evening, you know, people were asking, so we said, hey, let's put the Red Devil Ale on, and we had a five-gallon keg, roughly 40 beers. We tapped it at about 4.30 in the afternoon, evening, and by 1 o'clock on Saturday, it was gone. And people, it wasn't just people getting a glass to try. It was someone would get a glass and they kept coming back for more Red Devil Ale because it was, they, they liked it that much. So and obviously that's a success. Yeah. Right. We, we were happy. We were bummed when we didn't have it because people kept coming and saying, hey, can I get a Red Devil Ale? We're like, I'm sorry, we're out of it. it we were bummed, but we were thrilled that that. Then the we beer, were telling people we've got 30 gallons of this coming. Yeah. <laughs> and the Blondale was the same way. When we did our uh, soft opening weekend, we had a keg of the Blondale and, um, you know, we were only doing that via flights because we knew that if we did it full pours, it would go. And the Blonde Ale 
kicked before any of the others because everyone wanted our beer and they were so satisfied. I mean, we had people, you know, Kristen talked about how some of the beers are only available in the flights. We have people getting flights more than one because they want that same beer again. So we can't pour them a full glass, but they're like, well, if I get a flight, I can get another <laughs> strawberry sour. And, you know, they, they keep doing that. So Well, sometimes just the taste is not enough. Right, right exactly. exactly. But now let's step away from, from the beer a little bit and let's talk about tea. This is the South. Most people, you know, they think think sweet tea. And we do have that. But, but but there's more to tea than that. That's right. So we also have, um, so I do herbal tea crafting. So I grow the herbs that I can here in our region. And then the ones that I can't, I order from organic suppliers. And um, I, at first, I delved into this tea crafting because I wanted to help my gran who had COPD. And so... I was researching all these herbs and things because the medications were so expensive. And so I was able to find herbs that worked well together to help um, not treat COP- or not treat COPD, but like help with the symptoms. And so then people were like, my grand would tell people about it. And then they would say, oh, well, I have migraines. Can you make me a tea for that? Is there something that would help me with that? And so I just slowly started just playing around with more herbs and, you know, helping other people. And it kind of evolved into this thing where I'm making these tea blends and then people are like, oh, well, my friend needs some of that tea you make me. So I started uh, making and selling my teas on Etsy and then eventually over here in Ironton at the vault market. And um, I I built up quite a following of people that loved my teas. And when Justin finally decided, okay, I'm all in on this brewery. I thought, well, you know what? We're actually both brewers. You brew beer and I brew tea. So I could do this. I could craft these teas. And so they're crafted for like healing, but they're also crafted for flavor. So, um, and being able to give that to people makes my heart happy. So. But we also have people that want sweet tea, just regular <laughs> sweet tea. Oh, nothing, and we make it nothing too. against sweet tea, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't have enough nerve to complain about sweet tea. Uh, so, but but now I'm I'm predominantly a coffee drinker. So so tell me some of the the appeal to drinking tea. So there's a lot of medical benefits to drinking tea, depending on the style of tea that you're drinking. So um, any of the peppermint teas um, will help with anxiety and, you know, depression and tension. Um, If you've got the flavored teas, you've got the hibiscus, you've got chamomile, you've got... um, jasmine all of those have different benefits too they can help lower your blood pressure they can help with seasonal allergies they can also help with um, calming the mind and the body I had a customer in last night and she was telling me she's like I've just got to tell you something I drink your chocolate mint tea and I've drank it every weekend that we've came in she said but I also bought a package to take home and I work at a bank. I sit down all day. I always have tension in my shoulders, my spine. It always hurts. Tylenol doesn't help. Heating pads don't help. She said, and it took me several weeks to figure it out, but on the evenings I drink your tea, my pain is gone. She was like, I literally don't have any pain in my shoulders and in my back. And she said, I just had to tell you that because... I need you to know that I need you to keep carrying that tea, but also it helps me so much that I know that you would want to know that. And so I'm like, thank you so much. You know, I love that. It gives me a little bit of feedback that what I'm doing has purpose. And I'm just really thankful that people 
actually want what I'm making. So. Well, that sounds like a win all the way around. You come in, you drink a, a cup of delicious tea, and it makes you feel better, relaxes you, plus the ambience. I mean, that alone is worth a lot. Now, you also carry food here. So, yeah, give me a little bit of background about the food, who provides it, how much is served, things of that nature. Okay, so we do, um, in Aridness, we do uh, smoked trout dip. We do handcrafted pretzels and homemade beer cheese with our beer. And we do, like, charcuterie boards and roasted garlic and hum- like hummus and veggies. And so we serve all that inside. So any time of the day, people can order that. But the trout dip is homemade. We need to, We always have to push that. I smoke the trout myself. Kristen has perfected the blend of mixing it. So the seasoning. Yeah, and it's the-, uh, the, the trout dip is that's kind of like our shining star it's our tra- our that's menu. our trade item that we are proud of but other than beer and tea um <laughs> but then uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention we have a food truck that's permanently parked on site and um they are our food component for meals they are open 11 to 2 and 4 to 8 on wednesday and thursday and then 11 to nine on friday and saturday and um it's my mom's they own dragonfly outdoor cafe and dragonfly outdoor adventures and they do all handcrafted food so their food is made from scratch they do uh wild caught cod fish tacos with hand battered a bourbon cabbage slaw a chipotle sauce that's amazing Fried green tomatoes. And the best hot dog sauce you will ever eat in your life. But they don't put it on hot dogs. They (laughs) put it on tater tots. Yeah, tater tots. (laughs) With cheese and homemade ranch. Or if you're like me, you just get a little bowl of it and eat it with a fork because it's that good. (laughs) Well, it sounds like what you've made here is the perfect local destination supported and and really crafted by local people. And that's the thing. You know, not only, you know, it's we're – we have the family aspect, like Kristen said, her mom's in the food truck, you know, we've partnered with them, but with, from a local perspective, you know, it, you're correct. I mean, we're, it's local and we want to continue. Our, our goal is to work with as many local businesses as possible. You know, we've reached out, we've got, um, you know, people that are in the, the farming industry that we were talking about at some point using some of their fresh hops for some dry hopping. Um, we're going to use local honey for a nice honey ale. Kristen's getting some of her herbs. The ones that she can't grow, she's getting them from, you know, people around here. Uh, you know, we're using as many our T-shirts and uh, that are soon to become becoming hats are all made by a local, you know, uh, entrepreneur. We are want to do as much local as possible. When we get to the point where our beer is going to be available for small-scale distribution, you know, I, I tell people, you're not going to find our beer in Applebee's. But if you, you know, we're, we're talking to local restaurants, you know, and we want, we're lo- when we say local, we've got Kentucky, obviously. We want, you know, we want to get our beer over here into the Ironton region. You know, we, we want to get it to local mom-and-pop places, not the Applebee's, not the, you know, I can't think of anybody other than Applebee's because that's my go-to <laughs> reference. But, you know, we, we're really pushing the local. And, uh, you know, ex- local extends more than this community. Right now we're using all – as we so to supplement our taps until we get our beer available, we're using all Kentucky breweries, some of them that we've established good, you know, relationships with. But, um, you know, we're using Kentucky wines. If, if we can't get it in this community, we're looking outside but within the state. And then, you know, at a last resort is when we get, you know, oh – somebody from not the Appalachian region, but yeah, we were very passionate about local because we realized that 
the local businesses are the ones that are going to be transformative for these the other communities. And it's it's all about supporting and helping everyone. Exactly. It's our friends and neighbors. And, and you know, you're talking about regional, too. Uh, historically, families have went across Kentucky, Ohio, West Virginia, back and forth. So really, honestly, Portsmouth all the way to Huntington, you're still neighbors. So and, and it sounds like what you what you've done you you've built uh, a family business for families because you, you've got games you've got food uh, so everything for a, a really good destination and we can't wait for summer like spring and summer we're so excited for that because yeah, um, you got the outdoor dining area there too that's yeah. right we've got a patio dining area that um, is going to be pet friendly so people can have a place to bring their dog and you know I mean. That's part of your family, too, so we want you to be able to bring your your fur family. So um, we're going to have that element, and we're going to have an outdoor beer garden, fire pits, Adirondack chairs, um, outdoor games. So we've got cornhole, and we're going to do some... The big Jenga, whatever. I don't know what the correct term is, but I just call it big Jenga. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and it'd be... Important to mention that, that it is fenced. You can't actually get to the railroad tracks. You can't no. get to the even, trains. Even you can though only... it's adjacent, you're not going to, you know, uh, worry about your dog wandering off into the tracks. You know? Right, right. So it's it's all safe. It's all secure. And and honestly, it's it's right across from the, the street from the police department. So you can't exactly. get much more secure than right. that. Right, absolutely. Know? Nope. Which has been awesome because a lot of people are, say, oh, it's right across from the police department. Well, A, we're not creating an environment to where people are needing that to be an issue but also you know the they're watching out for us the police will you know they'll drive through they'll ask how we're doing they'll stop and and check in i mean you know the community is supportive and you know like you said it's super safe the police there's there but they're there they're making sure that everything's good from a perspective of is you know everyone having fun but they don't it's it's not the negative connotation of having the police station there is far from Far from you even been accurate. Right. Well, I mean, as you mentioned before, it's not like a bar. People are yeah. going there slamming down beers and then they have to sneak around the police. Right. And we've got like so so much has happened in Russell. Like the revitalization of downtown, we're so happy and excited to be a part of it because it Russell is going to be a destination location, not just the brewery and the food truck, um, but we've got a city park that's being built literally right in front of the brewery. We've got the flower shops and little boutiques and um, a paint studio, paint and create studio and a bakery. Like there's so much to do. So you could literally come down and spend a whole day in downtown, a whole weekend really. Right. And all this is within just a couple of blocks walking distance. Right. Exactly. And that was one of the main things when we were looking for a location, we wanted to be part of a walkable downtown. Like that was our only like hard, fast line that we had to meet. Like we want to be part of a walkable downtown. Like we, when we go out of town, we plan our vacations around trying out cool little breweries in towns where you can walk around from one place to another all day. And uh, we knew that from the other people that owned properties down there that that was the vision for Russell even before all these shops opened they told us like this is what we want to build we want you to come in help us be the anchor that brings people to downtown and so we were like okay we want to get in on this vision so well now getting to uh, the brewery and the tea house what's your best direction Uh, well I would say 
look up online, but we've noticed that it tags it as Louisville. So some people, if you, if you go by what Facebook tells you, you'll end up in, in Louisville to get there. Well, um, Google's pretty accurate, but Google's not local. Right, exactly. So um, if, if you can tell people local landmarks to get so there. So if you're driving down 23, headed towards Greenup, you'll, know, you'll stop at the red light and there's the underpass that goes into the historic downtown. If you turn right under that underpass, then right when you get out from underneath it, on the right is the parking lot. So for the brewery, and um, opposite direction, you'll turn left and go through the same underpass. So it's, it's super you, easy. But to if you want to try the new flyover, you could go past the underpass, take the right onto that new flyover, come in from the opposite direction, and get to drive down all of downtown and see all the things that way. And if there's if there's no trains, you can actually see the brewery from 23. And we actually have a customer who told us that he was outside. It was one of the warm days. He was outside having a beer. And his girlfriend drove by and said, hey, I saw you sitting out having a beer. <laughs> so you can definitely see the brewery from the road as long as there's no trains there. But it, it's super easy to find. And, you know, it, we, if and anyone, we have it lit up like a Christmas tree yeah. on the outside. So if you're driving by at night, you'll see all of our Edison lights strung up on the front and the back patio. And if you can't find us, call us and I'll hand the phone to Kristen because being, not being from this area, I don't know road names. So I say, oh, yeah, <laughs> let me give you somebody that has directions. We so. see that was going to be my next question. If, if they don't just drive over, what's the best way to reach you? Probably Facebook. Uh, we're we're very responsive. We have a uh, Brewing on Facebook. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that. But uh, we're very responsive to messages. Kristen and I both monitor the page, and uh, if someone sends a question, chances are it's getting answered within the first thirty minutes to an hour. No, we can't promise that. Um, we also phone. Uh, we're open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, so can call anytime between the hours of 11 to 9 on Wednesday, Thursday, 11 to 11, Friday, Saturday, um, leave us a message. We've had people call and leave messages on our phone. So Facebook, if you want to get a hold of us and check us out. Um, we also have a website, yeah, aridnessbrewing.com. We Which is hard to keep updated because as we change you can, the beer yes. so often. <laughs> but People a lot of times get confused with websites when they're just hearing them. How do you spell that? E-R-I-D-A-N-U-S-B-R-E-W-I-N-G. And that's at what? At uh, dot com. And what was that phone number again? It's uh, 606-388-2326. So uh, what would you just like to say to the community at Lawrence? Uh, maybe tell them about some of the upcoming things that we have planned. Well, first off, I think we need to say thank you. Yes, like, thank you. The community, the, the we, we said this time and time again, the city of Russell has been super supportive. The mayor, the city council, city attorney, all the local business owners, um, the, community, the community as a whole. We appreciate, you know, I mean, this is how many, this is, We've talked to you how three or four times now. Yeah, exactly. We, we appreciate the the the, you know, the local press and and people getting out there and and getting our name and sharing us. Um, people have loved stopping by. I mean, the, the support has been overwhelming. Um, I mean, like I said, this is this has been our dream, and the fact that it's working and it's made us completely happy. Um, so first off, thank you. But then also. The events, Kristen, Kristen's the planner of the side. I'm the one that's like, all right, just, so yeah, sometimes I get overwhelmed by the amount of things she plans. And I have to drag him into it. (laughs) So I will let her talk about all the things we have coming up. And don't forget your yoga classes. That's one thing we need to kind of mention. Well, yeah, we haven't touched on the yoga yet. We do yoga yoga at the brewery, so it's a cocktail party yoga. So you get a yoga class and you also get a cocktail with the class. So um, 
but it's for beginners. It's for anybody. You don't even have to know yoga terms or have ever stretched down to try to touch your toes. You just so. have to be 21 to have the cocktail. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I'm doing those on um, Wednesday and then the following Saturday. So one a week. So one will be on Wednesday, one will be on Saturday, one will be on Wednesday. We're going to kind of keep that up until it gets warmer outside and then we'll be able to do um, yoga in the park Right there on the property. Excellent. Now, would they just call to sign up for this class or, or just they, show up? They would They would have to sign up in advance. Um, it's $25 a class, but we're about to launch a full month calendar. And so if people sign up for two or more classes, they get it for $20. And that does come with a drink. And it doesn't have to be alcoholic. We also do the uh, French press coffees, lattes, tea lattes, tea um, as well. So... Well, sounds like you've got about anything a person might want to drink there. Right, exactly. We try to cover all the bases and all in a craft way so everybody feels special and included. And we're super excited. Um, so some of the events coming up, um, March, obviously, St. Patrick's Day. Um, we're kind of turning it into almost not a, not a week, but a the, no, it is a week. Well, we're, yeah, four days, four <laughs> days of the week. Um, but we're doing a St. Patrick. We are having a, Saint, a special St. Patrick's Day event. But the week of St. Patrick's Day, we'll have a, we have a, the Irish Red that we'll have on. Um, we'll have a stout available. We'll have some uh, on St. Patrick's Day. We'll have some games and, and some exciting things. But the one thing that we're super excited about is we're encouraging people to dress like a leprechaun because there will be <laughs> benefits to dressing like a leprechaun. We'll have we'll have some special drinks, special drinks maybe special some special pricing. pricing. We you know Chick Fil A does dress like a cow day. We want leprechauns. I have a T-shirt that has a leprechaun body on it. Does that count? Yeah, well, well we we take it. We would take uh, it. Yeah. yeah. And then the food truck is going to be doing. Um, special Irish meals like they're going to do a shepherd's pie and they're going to do a Reuben so they've got some special menus planned as well around that um, and then we're going to have some fun games so we're going to do a uh, scavenger hunt a pot of gold scavenger hunt um, at the brewery but also we're talking to the rest of the town to see if the other shops would like to get involved and we'll hide gold coins in and around the shops all downtown and so those coins can be turned in for prizes that sounds awesome yeah, and, and then May, yeah, we're kind of looking forward. Uh, we're at Earth Day. We're going to do a plant sale where uh, Farmer Shane from Sweet Bee Gardens, he's going to come and sell plants, and we're going to donate a portion of our proceeds to establishing a pollinator garden on our property. Um, we're and also, an herb garden. I'm going to actually grow the herbs that will be in the teas on site there. Um, so I'm super excited about that. And May, May is going to be huge because we're, be we're huge. actually, we're having, you know, obviously Cinco de Mayo. We're having, we're going to have a Cinco de Mayo party on the patio with a catered meal and, you know, kind of music and things. But May the 4th, if anyone's a Star <laughs> Wars fan, we're having a May the 4th be with you, be party. With you party where we encourage. It's, it's costume. We want people to dress up. <laughs> we're going to have special drinks. We're going to have trivia, um, games and prizes. We, we really want, because we're nerds. We love Star Wars. We love all things like that. And we, we want. Side note, I love Harry Potter. Yeah. So we're totally bringing she, back. She's Harry <laughs> Potter. I'm Star Wars. But we're, uh, we are having the Star Wars themed May the 4th be with you evening. And, uh, you know, that's, that's as far as we've got planned out right now. During the summer, we'll have more events and cool things going on. We're, uh, we're looking at planning an Oktoberfest type uh, deal in September, um, something to, for the community to kind of look forward to. More details will be coming out as, as that gets we'll planned. Also, since we are in the old train depot, I think it would be remiss to not tell people that uh, we're going to be a huge part of Railroad Days that Russell is kind of known for. And Revitalize Russell, the nonprofit, 
has kind of taken that over. And so we are active members and a huge part of Revitalize Russell too. So we're super excited to be able to revitalize railroad days and kind of bring that back and make it an exciting thing for the community and for people from out of town to come to. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot of exciting stuff planned and there's no reason to go anywhere else. We just go right in our backyard. No, and, and one thing, these aren't, we haven't planned these yet, but, you know, one thing to throw in is, uh, you know, my passion being beer brewing, Kristen's being tea and herbalism, we're going to be using days that were closed to do, uh, like, beer brewing workshops and herbalism workshops. So people, from my side of it, people that might be interested in home brewing that want to learn how, uh, the assistant brewer, Chris, and myself are going to have little sessions where people can learn about brewing, how to brew, and it's all building up because what we want to do is, uh, you know, we don't know how soon this will happen, but we want to have a homebrew competition and we want area homebrewers to submit their beers for, you know, for judging. And then the winner that makes the best beer, we're going to invite them to come. We'll buy all the ingredients for their recipe and we'll brew their recipe on site. We'll let them name it. We'll put it on the board that says this beer, whatever the name is, brewed by you know, John Smith or whatever. So we're, we're going to do competitions like that. Kristen's going to teach people how to make teas and, and the benefits of herbalism. So, you know, in addition to the events, we have some kind of educational opportunities and things to get the community more involved than just coming and having a beer or a tea, but learning what's going on with this oh, beer I'm drinking. Our very next thing that like organized event wise after uh, March is a paint and a uh, it's going to be called Paints and Pints. And so the Bluegrass Mama paint studio that's in downtown Russell, March 22nd, we're going to have a painting class at the brewery. It'll be catered. And so we're going to have limited spots available for that. But that's going to be on our Facebook um, and Bluegrass Mama Creations Facebook as well. So people can sign up for that. See, that was the next question I was going to ask. All this great stuff, it's going to be updated on your Facebook It's all on Facebook. Um, all the things that are ticketed events, the tickets will be available on there. Or we can have, if people aren't on Facebook, they can always call the phone number. Um, and they can pay over the phone, too. And if anybody hears this after we've already had the event, stay tuned. We'll have more. So don't, yeah. don't worry. <laughs> I'm a party planner. So Justin, sometimes he's like uh, overwhelmed. But two parties in a row in May, Kristen, what? Yeah. It sounds like you make a good team, though. So. We we balance each other well. We just, I laugh. We tell people we're both dreamers, but I'm the grounded dreamer. She's the dreamer that just is ready to take flight the minute she thinks of it. Because I'm, you know, so we together we make a, a good a good team, and yeah, we're we're beyond thrilled to be doing this together. Because when you're doing it with somebody that that you care about and cares about their passion as much as you care about yours, then it just makes it makes it awesome. It that sounds perfect. It's kind of like uh, the community itself. If everybody works together, you get things done. That's absolutely. absolutely right. Well, thanks a lot for being here today. Thanks I really us. appreciate it. And hopefully we'll have you back on here soon. Yeah, oh, we, we, appreciate you. we appreciate it. it. And-